Shanghai. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Okay. All That's right. done. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods and fake lie wise. This week's podcast episode is sponsored by Christmas. If you have put Christmas balls on the tree and the spirit of it hasn't crushed yours yet, if you haven't had a sudden desire to take down tinsel from shop windows that will still be hanging in May, and if your mind hasn't gone berserk after listening to countless hours of cheesy Christmas songs and knockoff renditions of Jingle Bells, you have officially survived the first stampede of the end-of-year celebrations commercial onslaught. Brace yourselves for airport crowds, cold or Shanghai apartments, and more ho-ho-hos than is humanly possible to handle. Welcome to the 28th podcast episode of Shanghai Comedy Corner, the only podcast that jingles with laughter. I'm talking to you from my home, offering red-nosed comedy and beautifully wrapped-up punchlines, and bringing you people of note via Shanghai Comedy Corner. This week's singer... Uh... Wait, you're not a singer. Not uh, at all. Not at all. Sorry, my mistake. I don't know why God. it went there. This week, uh, teacher. Teacher uh, slash. Slash. Can, can we just, like, make it fancy and, like, prom- not promiscuous? God. Uh, what's that? <laughs> That's another P word. Not promiscuous. Uh, pretentious. Can I just be, like, an entrepreneur? Like, entrepreneur. Even though I'm doing nothing entrepreneur Entrepreneur. Drag artist. Drag artist. Um, and uh, future... Um, uh, partner in, uh, um, uh, uh, see if you remember these, go. Yes. In the, in the future partner in, uh, dispensary. Dispensary back yes. in the States. Yes. Greg, and I don't know how to pronounce your name properly. Caston. Caston, because this Kasten. never happened. I, we've known each other for a while, but, um, <laughs> but I don't know your last name. Greg, what, Julian, Julian... Bertrand. Bertrand, that yes, seems futuristic. Bertrand. It is very futuristic. It's very common, actually. So, Greg and I will warm you up and we'll bring you gifts of news and great things about... But no singing Shanghai. on my part. But no singing. Because on... we want people to listen well, we to could. this. At the end. Well, <laughs> you could sing. I can attempt to sing. I can't. And like I said, we want people to listen to this, not turn away in disgust. So, let's. I'll, I'll keep my singing to a bare minimum. <laughs> Uh, welcome. Uh, this is the uh, 28th uh, podcast episode mm-hmm. of Shanghai Comedy Corner. You can find all the links on shanghaicomedycorner.com. I've just revamped the, the, the website. Uh, please follow us if you aren't already on our WeChat, SHCC Podcast. That's SHCC Podcast. And if you want to send me uh, love letters on all outstanding bills, please email us at shanghaicomedycorner at gmail.com. Question. Yes. So you said it's at C, like you did the, it's at chss.com. S-H-C-C podcast, yes. Right, and then you said, again, that's blah, blah, blah. My question is, we're in 2014, most likely they're listening to this on like some type of like phone or thing. Yes. Aren't you wasting your breath? Can't they, if they need to hear it again, just take the little like mouse thingy and just track it back a little bit to hear it again like why are we wasting if they can't get it the first time they don't need it <laughs> you're, right, you're right but you know it's winter time people are getting lazy oh fuck uh, <laughs> fuck off that's <laughs> I can't alright so welcome welcome Thank you. Greg I'm so glad that we finally we're doing this we're actually doing this now yeah, it's been in the talks it's, for a while it's but... been a while um, I've met you at 
390. Yeah. Probably a drag show. No. But uh, I actually I actually was a big fan of yours before you mm. even knew who I was. Oh, thank you. Because I was a stalker, clearly. <laughs> um, no, I was invited to uh, a Zmack comedy show. Yeah. And the first time I actually... And then who who's the big guy? The really fun... Kurt. Kurt. So I met Kurt first, and Kurt was really nice. He was talking... And then he said something, okay, he said all the smackers outside. Well, I heard all the smokers outside. <laughs> so I followed all of you guys outside to the I back of 390 thing. And I'm and at the time, because I quit smoking, so but at the time I was smoking cigarettes. And so I had a pack of cigarettes and I'm looking at all you guys and you guys are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, Daboji, Daboji, or however you say later in Chinese. And he's like, what? I was like, you, didn't you say all the smokers outside? And he just, he's like, no, I said all the smackers. And like, you were like, just laughing. And then I felt so embarrassed, but I, I got a free drink out of it from yes, Kurt. Yes, yes, because we, we used to have <laughs> feedback sessions yeah. uh, outside on, on the terrace of 390 when the weather is, you know, was, mm. was acceptable. So yeah, that was a very funny moment. Yeah, and so then yeah, you you uh your comedy was freaking great. I loved it. And then uh I came I came back a few more times. Mm. And then I uh introduced myself to you and then I told you about my drag shows and then yes. you, you started coming and yeah. now we're on a podcast yeah, together. There we are. That's it. So now we've sorted out how we have uh, met each other. Mm -hmm. And uh so yeah, you're right. I went to a few drag shows and I've met you in drag a few times yeah. and uh remember the last time was particularly good I like you were hosting uh, the drag show competition at 319 uh, yeah and that was that was this year was a lot of fun congratulations to Victoria Chanel the winner of this year yeah I love what Sako has going on at 390. Sako, you know, the banners are at 390. He actually has this, like, really great vision with drag, and the fact that he can do this whole, like, drag show once a year, where all these different, because uh, there's, I found out there's, I don't know if you want to call them, like, uh, they're not transgender, but there's a lot of boys here who like to dress up like girls. Yeah. A lot. But they don't have the balls, no pun intended, <laughs> but they don't have the balls to come out every weekend to dress that mm. part. So I think this gives them like that good push, you know, once a year to try to win some money. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Last year I won. That was great. This year I got to host the event with... Um, well, I've got to be very honest with you. Yeah. A few years ago, I was not at all into drag shows. I really? thought they were like... Uh, because I've I'd been to bad drag shows mm. and I've been to places where the community was so tight and small that everybody knew each other and I was an outsider. Oh, yeah. I was just visiting or something and I felt like... Very clicky. What, yeah, what the yeah. hell is going on? But now I know the community better in Shanghai. Now I know the people behind... You know drag queens uh, in know, Shanghai now. I know drag queens in Shanghai. I know the people under the wigs. Right, and, look at and you. And under the makeup. So it makes, it makes it all different and it's not just... It's definitely not just boys dressing as girls or mm. girls dressing as boys. It's very. It's much more than that. It's so it's the more. support of a community. It's the freedom of expressing yourself Cre yep, creatively and and beautifully. Because oh my god, the costumes this year and and the phenomenal and uh, and also I think in the past I. I saw like bad acts where people would not actually. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's probably <laughs> one of mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, drag shows are notorious for having a lot of bad acts. So when you see an actually good drag show act, which I saw in Thailand, um, that okay, that made me think a little bit about mm -hmm. okay, that's that's cool. You know, maybe I'd like to see more as as a pure form of entertainment. They are fun. Can you get a lot of of? Uh, I can't even talk right now. Of, uh, variety. I was gonna say verity. Variety. <laughs> 
with drag shows. You can get some, you know, you can get people actually sing. You can get comedies, you know, stand up. Yep. It's always, you, you know, it's a mixed bag with drag. You never know yeah. what you're going to get with which drag not, queen. Not, not everyone is Eddie, is it? But, no, uh, no it's, that is true. But, but I really enjoyed this year's drag show. I mean, the last one we had at 390. And I must say that I did not, and I'm very honest here, I did mm. not recognize Sacco. So. I just did not. I said, who is this guy? You know, and then as soon as he got the microphone and he starts talking, I was like, no way. Yeah, shout out to Jack, the, you know. Jack, oh my God. Jack actually did my makeup that night. Yes. He did Sako's makeup. Jack is a man of many traits. I know. He did my makeup for Halloween. Yep. And I, I stayed at, at, at the studio for a while and I went out with some friends to other places and I won best makeup everywhere I went. Jesus, See, yes. Jack! Jack did pretty much everybody's yeah. makeup that night at the yeah. drag show, and he is phenomenal. He this, is. Uh, he was, he, he saw me struggling <laughs> to like put an eyebrow on, and he was like, "Do you need help?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm hosting you this the world's biggest event, and I'm failing miserably." He's like, "Come here, child, sit down." So, yes, yeah, so he well, did he's it. An, he's an artist. He's, yeah. a, he's a painter. Unfortunately, he stopped painting. Mm. Uh, he's not doesn't have time or passion anymore. But he is, has some beautiful paintings. Uh, he's visited India many times. So, for those who don't know him, Jack. Uh, is part of the Studio 390 uh, people and uh, an amazing guy. He basically. is an amazing guy, a good friend of mine. Um, so before we go uh, further into the this, I'd like to talk about the weird thing that's happened uh, recently in China and Shanghai. Okay, let's go. Uh, first of all, I don't know if you've heard, but this uh, <laughs> piece of news is quite funny. Um, it's it's about beggars in China, and we've all been we've all had stories with beggars in China. Mm -hmm. But apparently, there's uh, a few pictures going around on the internet of beggars with very expensive tastes. Okay. So obviously, it's all a con. There's a lot of uh, beggars that are cons. They found beggars with iPhones and what? flying into different cities to uh, to beg. I'm going to beg for you to give me a job if I see you begging with an iPhone. Yeah. I, need, I need to hop on that train. <laughs> so we're not. They're not getting mouths or e quiet. They're they're getting like. Well, I don't know how they're doing it, but a family of beggars was recently photographed browsing in a Cartier store, and a few weeks ago, several begging buddies were. Begging seen, buddies. Yes, yeah, <laughs> were seen checking their earnings, and one beggar took out his iPhone six and took a picture as a souvenir. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> beggars! I clearly begging. got in, I clearly got into the wrong line of work. <laughs> I, need to, I need to become a beggar in Shanghai. <laughs> I don't even have an iPhone. Anything? I've like I think the only Apple I have is what I had for breakfast. <laughs> I have she, I, I can even show me, show me, show me. I yeah. need to beg for a better phone. I can't. Well, show me is fine. It's okay. I like it. It gets it gets me through the day. But no, I just don't like how like okay. So you have an iPhone, but like let's be honest, not everybody gives money to the beggars, right? No. So how like what's like what's the scheme though? Like how are you making this much money? Because I I can like walk past there can be like a hundred thousand people, and I'm sure like one person's gonna give them like three kwai. Mm. Like so are you. What's like? What's the turning? Like, or no, but like, what's I, the rate I, or ratio you're past? Like, what's I have the no idea. But I think the sheer quantity of passes by, you know, uh, makes it profitable. I guess so. But how about we after this? How about today? We'll we'll, we'll go we'll out go and begging. Bag. Yeah, we'll go out and beg. My hungover face looks like I'm poor, so I'm good. <laughs> That'd be a sight. Foreigners begging in the streets. <laughs> In other news, what do you do when your partner cheats? Well, apparently, a Chinese man was so furious that he got a gang to bust the cheating lovers at their hotel room, beat up his wife's lover, pulled off his wife's bed sheets to reveal her naked body, and filmed the whole sequence. 
The video is then uploaded online for the whole world to see. Of course, the video is blurred in the news report, but it's easy to guess what uh, is happening in the original. Mm -hmm. And obviously, this incident led to the couple's divorce. Uh, but the, the, the worst part of it for the wife is that all her family and friends learned about it through the video. Good for him. Good for him. He's. I would be right there. First of all, here's... See, I'm old school. See, I'm one of these homos that are old school. I am in a relationship, and I know, like... Me and my, we, we, we don't have any, and I'm not saying it's bad, but for us, we don't have an open relationship. It's mm. the two of us, right? If I found, if I even had the slightest inclination that he was cheating on me, baby, I'm, <laughs> fuck a gang. I got my two fists. I'm handling that ass. And not only, because I don't have to worry about touching a woman, like, you know, beating yeah. up a girl. That, that's two ass whoopings I'm handing out that day. And, and he had a video camera to film. Yes. Congratulations to him. There is nothing wrong with that. She was a hoe, a trifling hoe. She got what was coming for her. I support him. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm crazy. Nope. Couldn't, couldn't. Couldn't be me. Right. You, you got it, people. Uh, Greg is crazy. Yeah. We we we, we knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, if not, you'll find out here. <laughs> obviously, there's were different responses by people on the net. Everyone, obviously, everyone condemned the wife's actions, mm -hmm. uh, but some felt she deserved the result, while other condemned the uploader. Anyway. And baby, don't cheat on me because I'll beat that ass. <laughs> well, back to you, Greg. Back to your life. Back to you. How did you ever end up in China? That's the question. Okay, that's the question. I graduated uh, university from a university in Orlando, Palm Beach Atlantic, which was a private Christian college I went to. Wow. Well, university. I, in America, we say college. But anyways. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I had my teaching degree, but I was like, ugh, I don't want to be in America. I don't want to, you know, teach here because all the kids are spoiled brats, which I found out is not nationally. It's actually internationally. But my... Uh, your career advisor. advisor thank mm. you. I can't think the word right now. But anyway, she was like, why don't you just travel internationally? She says, China is like, everybody goes to, like has to see China. Everybody who doesn't know what they want to do usually just, you know, you can make a good living in China. I was like, you know, whatever. Booked the first pl plane ticket to uh, Hong Kong. Found a job in uh, Shenzhen, which was so shady. They gave me some like fake visa. I was like three days away from getting arrested by the police. Oh but when I, when I caught wind of that, hopped, took all, like I had like... Probably like 3,000 Kwai left to my name, which is like 500 American dollars. Spent that on a ticket to Shanghai. Got a, a cheap little uh, hostel room. Found a job here. Lived with my boss for like two weeks or so. And then it's, 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 there's a well, lot. We don't have enough time on this, on this <laughs> podcast and get into details. But basically, I didn't know what I was, what I wanted to do with my life. So mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'm coming to China. Good. That's what it was. Great. Oh, that's, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. You know? That's, that's what it was. People. So, where were you born and, and raised? I mean, you were born in the early 90s, uh, mm -hmm. but where, where was that? I mean, you mentioned Orlando, but where, was that where you were? No, I, was, I went to a university in Orlando. I was actually born in Southwest Florida. Mm. Uh, I tell everybody I'm from Miami, but I'm yes. not because everybody knows Miami. It's, sure. it, that's the closest, biggest city to where I'm from. But I was actually born in Fort Myers, Florida, which is about three hours northwest of Miami on the other side of the state and it's beautiful it's on the Gulf of Mexico islands sunny 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 like I I hate you've heard you saw me when I came in today I, yeah. I hate the cold okay I have thin blood this cold weather is the first time I've ever dealt with like actual winter like I'm hating it I think I have seasonal depression <laughs> not really like I just get angry or cold it's one of the two yes I grew up in yeah I grew up in a sunny sunny beautiful you know Florida I mean I can't complain at all and what what memory 
from your childhood comes comes right now to your mind? If you had to like pick up something that comes to your mind from your childhood, what would it be? Our neighbors were these beautiful people from Australia, and every like every summer they would buy like this like bag of ladybugs, like mm -hmm. actual ladybugs. Like there's probably like five thousand in this bag. And they would come over to our house, and we would, like, open this bag, like, outside, of course. Mm. And then, like, just, it was, like, something you'd see in a movie, just thousands of ladybugs would just fly out of this bag. And you, I didn't know you could buy bags of ladybugs. <laughs> yes, you could buy bags of ladybugs. <laughs> like, there's a, there's a market for it in uh, America. But they would buy, like, they, we, they would call it Christmas in July for us, oh. the kids, because they never had any kids. But yeah, man, I'm telling you, it was like a big old bag of ladybugs. We'd open it, and like I don't know why that's the first thing that came into my mind about my childhood. But well, that's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful cool. visual graphic it thing. You know, that's yeah. that's amazing. It was awesome. It was wow. So if I ask you, if I ask you, what color was your childhood? What color would you pick? Oh my God, green, blue. It's just because it, it was always blue skies and like every mm. everything was luscious green grasses and mm. lawns, beautiful white sand, blue crystal. Oh. It was it was really beautiful. Where I grew up super beautiful. So so your name is Gregory Caston. Gregory Caston. And what does the N stand for? My okay. So well, hopefully there's no feds listening. Uh, but no, my whole name is Gregory Nelson Caston. Okay. My middle name is Nelson. Nelson. Okay. Nelson. That came from I think my dad named it was after some famous F1 driver, Formula One racer, mm -hmm. but I I can't remember. That's something. No, it's not the Mandela. No, kind. No, so no, no Mandela. <laughs> All right, but before you you were here, you were at some point in your life a street pharmacist, and <laughs> I have no idea what a street pharmacists are. But I read that, and I was like, I'm gonna ask a question about that. <laughs> so a street pharmacist is an up class, uptown kind of drug dealer. <laughs> so if you can. That's so what I figured, but I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, so there was a time in uh, university where I was uh, I had to fend for myself, mm. you know, just trying you know trying to make my own living and uh, working at a call center. Oh. Wasn't paying all the bills, okay? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to dip into some of this dark art stuff. And, yeah, we, I, hell, shit, I made a lot of good money mm. selling drugs to people <laughs> on the streets, which I know I shouldn't, you know, make, turn this into a joke. But, yeah, I was, a, I was a drug dealer for a few years. Oh, all right. I see you got a few tattoos on I your hands and, and forearms. So I see on your fingers here, mm -hmm. this is on the forefinger, I see some sort of uh, heart mm -hmm. with, uh, oh, I know. It, it's the um, anarchist uh, symbol, right? No, you actually. Know. See, and that's the thing. Like Everybody tries to say what this is. Mm. All it is to me is a heart with a peace sign in it. Okay. Because I have peace in my heart for who oh, I am. That's beautiful. And then on my middle finger, I have the equality sign because fuck you, we're all equal. So anybody who like, <laughs> like if I could see like Sarah Palin or like Ann Coulter mm. or just anyone, just like, you know, give them. Give them the equal sign. Yeah. <laughs> and on your forearm. On my, well, okay, so on my forearm, I have a beautiful uh, dream catcher. Yeah. Because I'm half Native American. My mother is Native American. Really? Yes. From From which... Uh, the Blackfoot American Indian Tribe in wow. North, North Dakota wow. is where, where they come from. Well, we had uh, Polly Gray on the mm -hmm. podcast earlier. Do you know Polly? Polly is the owner of Massey, and uh, he's also part uh, Native American, but it's on the other side of the state. We should put our checks together, yeah. and him, <laughs> our government checks. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, at the end, at the dangling from the bottom is a uh, anchor, because on, so I'm half Native American and half Norwegian. 
And then, yeah, and then the atom of my life right here in the middle, so... That's beautiful. It's very uh, unique, also. I like that. See, I would I would agree with you that's unique, but everybody and their mother now ha either has a uh, Dreamcatcher or an Anchor. I just was dumb enough to put both of them together. <laughs> but which is even dumber is my this tattoo on my wrist. Oh, which I hadn't is, seen it. It was under the That's because I hide it. There's a reason why you don't see it. Oh. <laughs> because mm. I, this is my first tattoo. I got it when I was drunk. Oh, drunk tattoo. This is my first <laughs> drunk And so me, you know, trying to be different, which you know how that works when you're a teenager. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get my first tattoo in Arabic, and I wanted to say testify to love. Well, I used trusty old Google Translator. No way! <laughs> yes, for... <laughs> for my uh, first... That's a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> so I used Google Translator for English to Arabic. <laughs> I typed in, like, testify to love. In, Back like, then. Uh, yeah, right, in, like, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> when the Google translating service was at its peak. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and it, like, it really just says, it really just says, like, whoosh, whoosh, love. Like, it has not, it says not, it's like mush. And it's like mush in Arabic. Like, it means there's nothing to it. Oh, that's so, a beautiful it's, thing. It's, it's my story. <laughs> That is it. And it's forever tattooed on your yep, wrist. It still reminds me never to do anything <laughs> stupid in life again. That's uh, what it is. But that's a, that's a great story. I think that's a great it's story. My, it's basically my scarlet letter. That's mm. what it is. <laughs> I wear this with pride. <laughs> so you are working on opening a dispensary. We mentioned that at the beginning yes. of the podcast. Can you um, enlighten us a little bit about this awesome project? Of course. Well, if anybody doesn't know, there's a lot of states in America now that are legalizing uh, medical marijuana. Yeah. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, I have a brain tumor in my brain, Ken's brain tumor. Mm. Um, and uh, there was a lot of times where medicine wouldn't work for me. So I would actually, even though back in the day it was totally illegal, I'd actually smoke really good pot mm. and it would take my headaches away. It would take the everything, like just alleviate the pain. And there was a lot of uh, benefits with this. So my sister, my uncle and I are actually investing within the next couple of years a lot of money to open up a dispensary in Florida when Florida finally legalizes medical marijuana for for dispensing, for selling. Mm. I forget. I'm not the legal person. I just put my cash where my money, my mouth is. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to open a dispensary uh, to, you know, promote the health benefits and the lifestyle of, you know, smoking marijuana, which it, people think like people who smoke pot are like, you know, like, I don't want to sound politically correct or incorrect, but like retards, whatever, like, you know, don't have like a good job or anything. Bust that, baby. I'm making hella good money. I smoke my herb on the side. Like, I'm Gucci. Like, it's just, um, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. It's just, uh... Well, maybe it gives a bad, bad publicity. I guess so. And then people mm. like me trying to tell why it's good make it even seem worse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, stumbling on my words. Hey, <laughs> smoking pot's good. <laughs> Let's talk mushy Arabic for a while. <laughs> but uh, that's very honorable of you. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, support fully your... Your project, you thank know? you. Let sir. us know about it, you know. And oh, of course. Well, when, I, when you come, have you been to America, Julian? I I've been to California. Okay. And I'm going back there soon, but I've never been on that. On that never side. been to the East Coast. Never well, when you East. come to the East Coast, I'll roll you a big fat blind. We'll smoke it together. <laughs> All right, deal. Good. All right. So you also looking for designers for upcoming shows? Yes. Yeah, so Shanghai is full of like opportunities and creative people. Yes, thank so, you. So yeah, so I want I th I'm thinking that 
because there there is so much like untouched like ground or whatever in Shanghai meaning like there are so many things here that has happened elsewhere in the world that that hasn't happened here like like for my instance like drag like drag is still like a very brand new thing here yeah so it's a it's a newborn so exactly so and I've seen so many beautiful creations from like these students at like the designer schools and they just come up like just think of something and they create it like in a week and i'm like i want to wear that so i'm i want to say if there's anybody who wants to collaborate on designing i would be happy to pay a little chunk of change to see Mm. what you can do is basically what i want to say yeah i'm sure you can partner up with some design schools and yeah and it would profit you know both Worlds, you know, the designers' worlds and the LGBT world too at the same time. Yeah, design me something for your final grade, boo boo. We'll call yeah. it a day. Call it even. <laughs> you also want to get married and get kids. I do want to get married and get kids. Aww. I want, yeah. I, there's, I, I, I want to, you know, for for what we lack with the American dream anymore. I still, you know, want to have a house, have a husband, have some kids, maybe a dog or something. You know, just be just be successful and happy is what I want. I, I I want kids as well. I want a little mini me, Greg. Can you imagine that bastard? <laughs> Jesus Christ. One is enough. <laughs> I want three. Oh, three. And then Uncle Jillian's going to watch them, though. So. Yes, I will. <laughs> so before we go on, I'd like to make some very short announcements about what's going on in Shanghai this week. And end of year celebrations and end of year in Shanghai is a little quiet on the comedy side. But there are still things happening. Uh, you can check out with the Shanghai Tickler, as always, my favorite, favorite, favorite open mic comedy, stand-up comedy uh, evening in the week is the Shanghai Tickler every Tuesday. So check out their newsletter. You can, I think you can subscribe uh, by going onto the Facebook page, the Shanghai Tickler. Uh, if you are a fan of Zmack, and you should be a fan of Zmack, Zmack is taking a little break and will be back in January. So follow us on WeChat, Zmack Shanghai, or our website, Zmack.net. PRC, the other improv group, our friends at PRC are also taking a little break, so you can follow them on their website, improvshanghai.com. And if you want stand-up comedy, you should head not anymore at Massive Bar, but at the Camel Bar. It's on uh, Lu or nearby, or Dongpinglu, or Yueyonglu, or at the crossroad of all these streets. In the, in the old French concession, Kung Fu Comedy Club has changed locations, but is still having lots of uh, great stand-up comedy nights. And for any other news or any other link or anything I mentioned on the podcast, go to the website, shanghaicomedycorner.com, and you'll find lots of different great things about comedy in the stage. So about Shanghai Tickler. Shanghai Tickler, yes. I see the... I'm see- I have this thing where words creep me out sometimes. <laughs> that like, creeps you out. Shanghai tickler. What do we tickle? Tickler. Like, yes, tickle just, your bones. No. Oh, <laughs> I, like, there's... Do you, okay, let's, let's just get to the obvious. Everybody hates the word moist. I hate it. <laughs> Did you ever read the Harry Potter books? Uh, no. Did you ever watch a movie? Uh, yeah. So you know how like they have the houses, like Gryffindor, blah, blah, blah? Yes, yes. I hate the word Hufflepuff. And then, so I hate, like, my two least favorite words are Hufflepuff and Moist. And, like, just if someone, like, were to say, do you want to touch my Moist Hufflepuff, I would, um, <laughs> I can't. And then a Shanghai Tickler, I could just imagine, like, some creepy old man, like, with a mustache, like, trying to sniff, like, women's private parts. Just, I don't, I can't. Shanghai Tickler just rubs me the wrong way. Well... If you're getting as much fun as I am <sighs> from you explaining all that, you should definitely head to the <laughs> <Yeah, Shanghai> Tickler. <laughs> um, 
I'm very impressed by by basically your your little path, you know, from the states to China. You're but impressed with I'm me impressed. not having a life plan. Yeah, <laughs> just... I'm impre- I'm improvising everything, you know. So and uh, but you also won the drag competition I... in 2013. I did. I was here for like two months and I won the damn thing. I was like, holy shit, that was fun. That was that, funky. That was a nice welcome. And uh, you also broke your foot this past April, and you had to endure four days with no pain oh my medication. God. Yes. Okay. What so, happened? How did you break your foot? So do you see this? Oh, my God. Yes. So it's a podcast. So gonna, yeah, yeah. Okay. So describe <laughs> that. So, like, I have a, like, where your heel is, like, I have an actual, like, bump now because my bone came out of my skin. Oh, my God. So you have to see that. But then I have, like, these little cool, like, alien, like, markings now from yeah. my stitches. But no, so... Uh, me and my boyfriend were at the Formula One race oh, yeah? in Shanghai. Because yeah, yeah. I'm a, even though I can't remember his name, I actually am like a, I'm a huge fan of Formula One. Any type of endurance racing, anyways. And I was drunk, as most of my bad stories go. I dropped my phone from like a, like I was on a, like a story high roof. And I dropped my phone, I'm like, you know, fuck this, I'm drunk, I'm young, I'm indestructible, I can jump down and get that. <laughs> but what I didn't know is that, it was like on an incline, so when I landed, my whole f- right foot just, or my heel shattered. Oh my god. And like the bone was like popping, not popping up, but you could see like, the rib was see like pushing basically. from the skin. Oh my god. And so I like, so, it's so weird how like in, an intense pain will sober you up really fast. <laughs> and so I'm like, baby, like my f- foot is broken. I have like 600 people surrounding me. Nobody's offering to help. And then they finally, like, after I'm literally sitting on a set for 45 minutes before 45, 45 minutes before, like, the nurse comes and she's like, okay, well, I was like, I need ice. I need ice. She's like, ice isn't going to do anything for you. I'm like, uh, it's going to reduce the swelling. She's like, no, drink hot water. Hot water. <laughs> hot water is what you're going to. So then it takes another 45 minutes for the ambulance to come. So now mm. we're like at an hour and a half. Go to the hospital. The hospital's like, yeah, your foot's broken. I'm like, no shit, doc, thank you. But, like, what can we do? And he's like, well, we need to do surgery, but we need you to wait, like, ten days for the swelling to go down. And then we need to stay here, and it's going to cost, like, 100000 quiet. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. So that was on a Friday. I went back home with my boyfriend. So Friday night, no pain meds. Saturday all day, I was in bed, no pain meds. Sunday, same. And then Monday, I flew 14 hours back to America, no pain meds, on a crowded American airline flight, in coach. Couldn't even put my seat back because I had some glamazon of a freaking beast of a woman behind me who was like (laughs) 7 feet tall, 600 pounds. And every time I tried to put my seat back, she would like grunt and tell me not to put my seat back. And I'm like, she had no compassion. Like, I was just like this miserable old man. In pain. In pain. And then... As soon as I get to America, bing, bang, boom, had emergency surgery, three titanium screws in my foot, and then now I can walk again. Wow. Yeah, That's but that a was, crazy story. It was nuts. Yeah, so I really thought I was going to die in China. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I have for, this is what I get for not having a life plan, coming mm. to China, and I die. Great. Cool. But this is another moment where you say you got arrested Ugh. for standing up for yourself. What was that, and what happened? Okay, so I have, uh, there, I had a friend in high school who committed suicide because, you know, the, just he couldn't ex- accept himself for being gay, and people called him the fact. So when I was younger, the word faggot really got on my nerves. Like, it struck a chord. I was in a mall shopping, and I was walking... Back in the States. Back in the States, yeah. And so this guy bumped into me. He bumped into me, and he turned around, and he said, Watch where you're going, faggot. Well, like a bull, I saw red. 
And I, when I tell you, baby, I whooped his ass from the men's the men's section all the way to the shoes, baby. I, I mopped him up on the floor. So I whooped his ass, but I ended up getting tackled by the security and mace and, and basically getting arrested for assault. Mm. But thank God I wasn't adult yet. I was like 17 at the time. So mm. I went to juvie for like six hours. My dad came, picked me up. And then I had to go to court, do like a few hours of community service, but... Yeah, I got arrested for, I, I want to say standing up for myself, basically just for not handling, handling my anger, because mm. this guy said something, I had to whoop his ass, and that was that. <laughs> so if you want to know more about Greg, I guess you need to read Time Out. Yes, because we are having, the interview is coming, or my, I was interviewed, actually uh, the drag queens of mm. Shanghai were interviewed by this wonderful guy named John uh, who writes for Time Out and uh, it's actually coming out at later end of this month alright so people take out your Time Out issue at the end of this month and you'll hear more or read more at mm -hmm. least about our beautiful Greg when I invite people I ask them what they want to promote or mention mm -hmm. on a podcast and uh, you mentioned something called the movement and the I found some information about the movement it was founded by three Shanghai expats mm -hmm. two of them have unpronounceable names uh, the first one is Neuprocks. Neuprox. Neuprox. The second one is Stella Sishrovsky. <laughs> and thank God for the third member who's called Byron Hill. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm not making this up. Uh, if you want to check out... <laughs> if you want to check out what they're doing is basically a collaborative jam session. Yes. At Logo. No, we, not, in oh, Logo not anymore. anymore. Okay, it's at uh, Limbo. Limbo, I love Limbo. this place. Limbo is awesome. Limbo is awesome. It's on Yanlu at the corner of Jingxilu. Mm -hmm. Is it also every... Do you know what? Because it used to be every Thursday night at Logo. Yes, but it's every Thursday night and Sunday night now. Okay, so two nights a week, <clears> go <throat> for the jam session. It is phenomenal. You get all, all these creative people, you know, some freestyle. For f freestyling, you get some b-boys. You get a lot of artists. It's mm. a really good, really good place to get your creative juices flowing. All right, so that's the movement at Limbo. Now I'm going to ask you a few uh, funny questions. If you were a piece of art, what would you be? Oh my god, probably nothing, because I... A, a white canvas. That's beautiful. I don't know, what would I be? God, that... Alright, so white canvas it is. Yeah, yeah, I can't... Uh, if you were a kitchen utensil... Oh, a spatula, because yes. I like to lick things. Alright, that's a good one. If you were a style of music... Pop or bitch rap, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. B bitch bat being like any like I like I lo I love rap, but I like I mostly like so into like women rapping. Like I love Trina, I love Nicki Minaj, I love Lil Kim. Like I just love bitches who rap. Like and but I also love good pop music. I mean, I'm a kid from the '90s. I'm a gay man. Like bitch, I love me some Madonna. I love <laughs> me some Gaga. I love me some Brianna. Bitch, and her new album is coming. Like so, either bitch rap or pop is All my right. answer. All right. What is the best moment to talk to you outside of this podcast? Never. Never. <laughs> in the winter, never, because I'm, I'm probably angry. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> if there's coffee, anytime. Like, I'm, if, okay, we're going to redo this question. So, hi, Greg. So, when's the best time to talk to you? Uh, probably when I'm not out of my mind. Like, <laughs> anytime, really. Just say what's up, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, liquid, solid, or vapor? Vapor. <laughs> <laughs> Noodles or rice? I love both of them, mm. but rice, 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 rice. Wine or beer? Wine. All right. Train or plane? Oh, I love both of them too. Okay, well, where are we going? How about that? How about right. that question? Well, where are we, we going? We going are we going to... international or Beijing? We're going to Beijing. 
I'm going to say train, the fast train, for yes. sure. Okay. I'm happy about that. And that's it. I think that's the, that was my last question. Is there anything you'd like to say on the podcast before we, we part ways? Nope. I can't. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we're done. You guys, we're letting you off early this thing. So... <laughs> Well, thank you, Greg. So if you want to catch Greg, how should people meet you? If people want to meet you, they can go through me, obviously, shyacomedycorner at gmail.com. Or just add my WeChat. Because I'm, I'm, like, seriously, like, if you guys want to chat or, like, hang out, I'm usually at 390 every Saturday just dancing with Julian or whoever, having a few drinks. But if you, like, actually want to get serious and, like, talk about anything or anything collaborative or if you are interested in anything that we've talked about on the podcast, just go to WeChat and add my WeChat, which is G... K-A-S-T-E-N 11 one, one. Okay. So, And then just And I'm there Alright G-K-S-T-E-N 11 And you're there Alright Thank you very much Greg Thank you Julian Bye-bye. Bye bye Bye